Okay, guys, we just had y'all, y'all, a really unique, really cool TX talk. Carly knows yes. I've been geeking out. I was, you could tell, I was a little nervous at the beginning. I, I know I'm, it's funny because there are some of these people that we have on, and like sometimes both Monica and I are freaking out. Sometimes yep. it's like just somebody that I'm obsessed with, and I'm yep. super nervous the whole time. Y'all, this was this was Monica's this was this Monica's was little dream girl. <laughs> yes, yeah, my dream girl, <laughs> Liza. Uh, uh yes so guys i'm monica and i'm carly and, and this, this is, is a, a tx, TX talk. talk so yeah we had on liza richardson uh we needed a Sorry. burp. We haven't had a burp in a while. Been Thank holding you for that. In. Um, she is the music supervisor for Friday Night Lights, for Parenthood, for Narcos, Morning Show, Barry, all this stuff. Um, yeah, and I mean, I didn't even endless realize F- resume. Endless resume. I didn't realize FNL was her very first TV show, so that was really cool yeah. to talk about. Yeah, I knew it was early on, but I didn't know. And yeah, we talk all about her you know, her role in Friday Night Lights and and sort of what a music supervisor is. Exactly. That's something Monica knows a lot a lot about. But like I that I learned a lot in this um interview just sort of about that process of putting music onto TV. And that was super interesting. I loved hearing about that from her. Yes. So it's a very nerdy episode, but it's also very cool. And we talk about our favorite kind of music moments and artists that she discovered through the show and her process. And yeah. it was just wonderful. All right, now, hush up. Stop giving it away. Yeah, let's just get to it right now. But really, y'all, she <laughs> is so delightful and wonderful. Yes. And she tells us some great stories about Peter Berg and the inception of the show and just some of the other incredible, inspiring work that she's done throughout her yeah. her career. And we can't wait to have on, have on Jason Kadams. So, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> See you next talk. (laughs) Yeah, y'all, please enjoy. She was such a wonderful influence on this show and so many of the shows that we love. The stunning and inspiring Liza Liza Richardson. Richardson. All right, well, guys, so uh, Liza, let me kind of, I'll kind of intro our show and kind of what we do here, and then I'm going to introduce you as our our next guest. So, Carly and I, we have known each other since we were 12 um, and we grew up. <laughs> I so know. We, we go back. I know, right? Um, and we grew up in Texas. Uh, we we grew up acting and theater and, and just always like creatives and musical people. Um, and we also loved television shows. We love Friday Night Lights. We love Parenthood, all of that. So, you know, we go to college. We kind of go our own paths. Carly is in... Um, she does graphic design and video and film and all of that. And I do, um, I'm in the music industry. So, yeah. So when we'd kind of always thought about doing a podcast together, um, and this kind of like rewatch podcast theme is becoming popular or has been for a while. And so we decided to do that. And yeah, we decided on Friday Night Lights because we had that Texas bond and, you know, it's one of our favorite shows and we launched this in, quarantine and a lot has happened in the you know in the span of that um but it's been kind of beautiful because we've been letting that kind of seep into the show and and kind of reprocess things from high school and from childhood and all this stuff Mm so but the fun part of it is that we go through every single episode of Friday Night Lights we talk about the storyline we talk about the fashion choices um I do a music section Carly does a film section all of that so this is perfect because every episode um, I cover the music choices in the show and choose kind of my favorite song and our favorite moments and all of that. And so, guys, we have a very cool and unique TX talk for y'all. So Liza Richardson is the music supervisor for Friday Night Lights and, as they say in the podcast, Smartless for Betty in Wisconsin, <laughs> the music supervisor. That's they a choose a license. Line. I know, right? <laughs> That's a deep cut. For the, you know, for the average Joe, um, a music supervisor chooses and licenses the songs uh, for visual media, so for TV, film, advertising, what have you. Liza has an insane profi- portfolio. FNL, obviously, Parenthood, Watchmen, Outer Banks, Narcos, Barry, 
the freaking morning show just and so much more so thank you so much for Put talking with us tab, y'all i know right everyone welcome music supervision queen liza richardson thanks so much for being here liza (laughs) you guys are awesome (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thanks so much for your time we are so literally honored uh music is so i mean i'm in film but music is so important and for all of the work that i do all of my visual content starts in music um, and a song that I hear or a chord progression that I listen to that gives me some sort of inspiration or emotion that I end up building off of into something much bigger. And obviously I know that it plays so deeply into Monica's professional and personal world as well. And we're just so thrilled to hear your stories and learn from you today. Yeah. Cool. You're so sweet. Exactly. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, so just to go back to all the way, rewind to the very beginning, could you tell us just sort of your story and how you got into this field? And also, I believe you're a fellow Texan. Well, I went to college in Dallas at SMU. Gotcha. Definitely gave me a leg up. So, I mean, you know, I was doing mostly films and commercials and then, uh, met Pete Berg at a friend's dinner party and he said oh yeah check out my pilot and I, at the time I thought gosh I've never done a television show I hear it's a very fast pace you know, <laughs> it's not I don't know I don't know if I could do that but sure let me please that'd be cool and I watched the pilot and I immediately it's quite felt, a pilot <laughs> oh my gosh I was just so blown away and immediately obsessed and just so excited and and then, but, but also I felt connected personally. I mean, we all feel connected um, in different ways, but you know, in high school, I was a cheerleader and I went out with the football player, you know, yes. but I was also really into theater and dance, you know, that was us theater and dance. So, oh, awesome. okay. oh, but cool. yeah, so I, so I had that kind of, cheerleading background that football thing I you know and I and this was in Phoenix Arizona where I went to high school so in a way it was similar to you know what was being portrayed in in Friday Night Lights with um Perriman Basement Basin and all that you know um because yeah. it's a little bit similar um landscape in a way I think the southwest totally. you know dry heat yeah Friday night <laughs> Hot weather. Oh, I love it. And then um hot seatbelts, melted <laughs> dashboards, <laughs> air conditioning to the pool, air mm-hmm, conditioning. Yeah. To the pool. And then um, but then yeah, and then I went to college in Dallas, and that's where I started doing radio. And so okay. at that time I read a little bit about that. So, you know, I was getting to know all the musicians from like North Texas State. So I was into all kinds of stuff, like cool. everything from jazz to folk, blues, country. There were, you know, different like pop group, you know, pop, pop, I don't know what you, not pop. I know what is pop anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> what <Rock>. is pop? <laughs> right. And then, um, and so as I started learning to, to DJ, I, I don't know, I just felt like I, I developed a lot of friendships and connections in Texas. Where are you guys located right now at the moment? Um, I'm in, I live in Denver. Okay. I live in Austin. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I'm in Sun Valley, Idaho right now. Amazing. Ooh, I bet it's beautiful. It Although is, yeah. except fires. I was about to say, how much smoke have you guys had? Because we Today I have seen really the mountains for the first time in like two weeks here. Today is really yeah. bad. Really bad. And, um oh. that's why I have the air conditioning on just because I have yeah. windows closed and ugh. I know yeah. it is real gross. Oh. And like you walk outside, your eyes start watering. I hate it. It gives me a headache. It's horrible. Hopefully tomorrow's better. It changes. Ours just kind of blew out yesterday. It definitely improved a little bit better. So hopefully those winds are on the way to you too. So when I first watched this pilot for Friday Night Lights, I I just felt connected on a a couple different levels. You know, the cheerleading background and then the music, the Texas thing. I felt like, oh, I understand this, you know. 
Yeah. Plus it, it was so eclectic. I was so happy about that. It was hip hop, yeah. some heavy, heavy rock. Then, you know, all the singer songwriter montage type stuff, the uh-huh. yeah. country music, of course. Yeah. So I was just thrilled because um, I love, you know, all kinds of music. So. Yeah. Of course. And connected and somehow I got the job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was kind of my follow up question is just yeah. sort of how much were you in conversation with Berg about like his musical vision for the show and yours? And because it's so um, distinctive, the the musical decisions on that show in particular. Yeah. I just wonder how much of that was was him and how much of that was you. Well, so, well, actually, yeah, no, um, Pete did the pilot and then my interview was, wasn't even with Pete. Pete just, um, asked them to interview me, excuse me, but it was Jason Kadams and gotcha. um, Jeff Henry, the post producer who it was those two that, that ended up hiring me. But mm-hmm. I mean, yes, Pete did the film. And so he had a strong music vision and you can see that it, it, it carries over into the series, yeah. um, which is the, the explosions in the sky. Oh, oh yes, we love them. Oh yeah, right, amazing. And yes, like you constantly hear that music now on NPR and pumped mm-hmm. into different scores. And um, and then and then Pete was great in the film. I remember using great heavy rock songs during football action. Yeah, you know. And then so that carried over. And then. You know, I, I love I love what Pete. I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like he created that thing where so much of the background is this radio voice. You know, the announcer on the radio, mm, slamming Sammy Mead. <laughs> we love Sammy Mead. <laughs> yeah, and and I feel like that's almost part of the musical tapestry of of everything too. So yeah, yeah Pete set the tone. He was extremely involved in the first season. Um, worked closely with Snuffy Walden to create a very mm-hmm. explosions sound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, we just experimented. But to be honest, you know, I don't choose. I mean, I help choose the music. Right. Cool. But I mean, yeah, I, I feel like the definition of the uh, music supervisor is you help um, a showrunner or, you know, your your producers, your filmmakers, you help them navigate the world of music licensing you bring um, affordable or creative options to the table and, you know, they they choose or they have ideas of their own. And so it's totally collaborative. I mean, right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was funny before you hopped on. I was telling Carly, I was like, yeah, I was like, this used to be my dream job. And then I learned, you know, it's so much paperwork and licensing <laughs> and all that stuff. But it's like it's not just a job where you like get to check, like choose the music and that's it. Like. It's so and much more. Getting hard. It's getting. I was about to say, yeah, and it's getting more complex than ever. Yeah, it's like we're asked to do things constantly for for you know things that we didn't have to do ten years ago or right years and ago. decades of content that now need relicensing to belong to different platforms and such. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. That right, because we noticed too, like. So we're watching it on Peacock and I used to have the DVDs and there's certain songs that I'm like, oh, that song's different because I'm sure there was some okay. sort of agreement that expired. Yeah, tell us talk about, about that. Do you yeah. want to yeah. do that now? Do it. <laughs> yeah, let's get the deets, the dirty scoop, <laughs> right? So I had never had to do that. And I, well, actually that was my first television show that I worked on. So yeah. I thought it was normal, but I've never had to do it since. NBC Universal has sort of a unique um, formula for licensing and they allow shows to spend a lot of money because they're able to get their international something. I don't know. They have this formula where another department will pay for part of the licenses, but then it turns out that on Friday Night Lights, we spent so much money (laughs) and I'm glad you have the DVDs. You're really lucky. Oh, yes. Yeah, for the real lucky music. Because we, yeah. you know, you've got like the Almond Brothers in the background at a dive yep. bar that you can really <laughs> hear. And that's like a really expensive, you know, song. And that's yeah. an example of what we had to replace. And yes, I did have to go through that process of replacing. I didn't have to do all of it, but I had to participate. And it was really painful. Yeah. yeah. It was really painful. 
I mean, a lot of the greatest songs and great moments survived, of course, but still. And those are the ones that they'll they'll buy out for perpetuity. But it's mm. it's I don't think they do it that way anymore. And I think Friday Night Lights was the reason why, because it just became so difficult to to replace everything. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. So, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're mostly negotiating deals and all of that. So are you do you have like a team that's bringing you songs that you're saying like yes or no to or or kind of how does that okay. how did that whole thing work? We have so many different ways of doing things. I definitely have a wonderful team. Um I have two music supervisors and two coordinators and a clearance person and she has cool. an assistant as well. Um so so you know, you know, sometimes we do different things, you know, sometimes I'll just do the whole thing myself, the whole, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll get a, when I say a whole thing, I mean a scene, let's just take a scene, mm-hmm. for example, I'll get yeah. a, a quick time or sorry, a pics, you know, like a visual video of a scene. I'll try ideas against picture. I'll pick my favorites. I'll put them in order of a of favorite or put them in order of uh, maybe least expensive to most expensive, whatever the you know, the important things are the parameters and then I'll just simply put it on box and send it, you know, but sometimes what, like, let's say I have a really long montage, like a three minute montage. You know, if I have to watch that scene a hundred times to find 15 songs that work, that's a long period. That's a many, many hours. Like that could take you a day or two. So sometimes what I like to do, this is just an idea that I, you know, we sometimes do not always, but Mm -hmm. like, for example, maybe I'll pick the song ideas, but since I don't have time to try them all with picture, I'll send them to somebody else and say, be really just one of the guys on my team. I'll say, be really judgy and mean. (laughs) Don't be nice. Yes. And just, um, just decide which ones are the best um, and get rid of the rest. You know, you take the time to do it because maybe I don't have the time. And it's great when I do, but you know, if you have, and then again, sometimes if you watch a scene three, you know, over and over and over, you memorize it and it's seared into your brain. And so you can try. I'm familiar with that as well. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, and um, you know, there's certain things that are more, there aren't creative, like, oh, we need opera from 1955 and it's got to be female and it should be Italian. There's no reason why I need to put any creative juices into yeah. that. That's just Not a, a professional Google searcher. Yes. <laughs> no. That's just yeah. something I can easily pass along, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, type yeah. of thing that, that I can delegate. Yeah. yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And and I understand that like I I love the music search, but I also sometimes hate it and love when I can delegate it. You know, I've I've sunk upwards of 6 hours before looking for when I get really stuck in something, looking for the right piece of music for like a 15 second intro uh <laughs> for something that I'm doing and and I'll find it and it's perfect and then I'm like, "What?" is my what is time (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um that is so interesting to know so um as somebody like from the film side I'm kind of curious what is your involvement sort of with the producer or really like the showrunners and the writers and how involved are you in the actual storytelling and the production of the shows and how does that sort of play into the development of your work I mean I think of myself as like um I just compare myself to sort of a set decorator where, you know, the set decorator or set designer isn't going to just make up their own ideas. They're going to collaborate with the filmmakers and, Mm -hmm. and try to understand their vision and then put it out, you know, uh, on paper or however they present ideas. And it's the same with me. I mean, I just try to understand the vision of the right What It depends on what stage I get involved. Usually, hopefully, you know, it's in the script stage. Um, it, I find that until I start seeing picture, even if I've read the scripts, I still find it a little bit difficult to really uh, get their vision. Yeah, until I start to build it in your head. Because I take so many music cues from the casting, um, 
the, the clothes they're wearing, the way <laughs> the room looks, is it sophisticated or tacky? Is it yeah. humorous or is it ironic? You know, and these yeah. are things that inform music as well. Cause music, it, it all, you know, it's the same. So, I mean, it, it all works together. I mean, we live in these environments, you know, I mean, look at uh, like a nice restaurant, like they decorate it a certain way and they have a certain kind of, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, but I, I work with the writers as they need me. Like for example, yeah. uh, Hey, Liza is, is this song public domain or not? Or is this, mm-hmm. you know, could we ever afford this song or not? Or, um, we need, we have a tricky scene where we need, um, the song to do a backflip, have a jazzy twist, a country twang and a, <laughs> and a hard core vibe. And right. <laughs> so, so sometimes right. you're, you're getting involved early, but, or if there's karaoke or, you know, stuff that's tied to picture, but for the most part, the, the, the writers, they kind of write their scripts and then, you know, I immediately read them as soon as they let me, or, I mean, I have help reading too. I don't read every script. Right. But I um, mean, how could you? There's no yeah, way. it would be insane. But we have a tracking system so that we can, you know, like know every single possible thing that could happen in the script and everything that's scripted. And then I put a chart together and estimated costs and then I run it by the team to make sure they want to spend a million dollars on this song or not, or do they want other ideas to put in the script? You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, But no, I feel very involved with the filmmakers, some more than others. Some are more, Mm -hmm. you know, you're just kind of working for them and some are very become really good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you really like enjoy that side of the work or Or is it more of a, like, I feel like I could apply this job and my passion to any sort of field? Or is it like, I love putting music in movies. Like, I love creating an emotional atmosphere for visual content. I mean, I love music. I love the filmmakers in general. I think Hollywood has, you know, some of the smartest people um, in, in anywhere. You know, I just, there's these brilliant ideas and um and i love the industry i really love the film and tv industry not so much the music industry but i love music <laughs> yes, um as we I all do right that. yeah yep, but yep. that's both <laughs> we both feel that way about our respective industries a little bit yes. as well. yeah 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 and then um but but yeah no the the job of music supervision is I feel, and I always bust these myths, but I do feel like it's glamorized a bit. And it's, um, sure. it's just really, it's like just a hard job, you know, like any, yeah. like so many jobs, it's difficult and it's not um, as creative as it would be nice if it was, but I mean, um, but I still, you know what? I love running a team. I love the left and right brain of music supervision where you've got the some creative, but you also, you're running a business. Mm-hmm. I really like the politics of dealing with the different cooks in the kitchen. You know, you've got mm. your, you've got to please your, your, your producers, your filmmakers, number one, but also, you the know, studio hired mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody has right. to be happy. Um, the network, the studio, the editors, um, you know, so I like to navigate that balance. I think that that's fun. So I, I really yeah. do love music supervision, um, uh, but but not necessarily for the reasons um, everybody would think. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Did you have any like? Can you remember any favorite artists that you discovered through Friday Night Lights, like a certain song or a certain? kind of up and coming artists that um, just kind of blew your mind. Oh, wow. See, I knew you were going to ask me specific <laughs> and you know how long it's been, but I, right, right. let's see, there's really so many. Um, I mean, I know for a fact, I think for a fact, it's famously been reported <laughs> that uh, Friday Night Lights used Vampire Weekend first. Oh, cool. I, believe. Ooh, I don't know that. I always yeah. thought it was maybe OC. 
I don't think so. In fact, yeah. I think Alex Pat Savas that said it. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, cool. We'll look that up, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I remember she was like, interviewed somewhere and she said something about vampire. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I, that's, no, I, I totally there, like, buy that. There were so many up and coming artists yeah. that were featured. I mean, during this time on shows like the OC and stuff, but Friday Night Lights in particular really seemed to give voice, literally voice to the small independent artist and, and value that. And I think that that was part of the aesthetic of the show and the casting itself. And to see that represented on the music side, I think it's just also a testament to your skill set and what what you said yourself is collaborating and creating the, the the vision that the other producers also have in mind and to see that reflected in the music I think is very distinctive to Friday Night Lights. Yeah, awesome. awesome. No, I think that's right. I'm thinking back to I Vampire. I feel like we associated with that earlier, but I think they weren't they didn't really come out with that first album till like 07, 08. So that was probably yeah. right in there. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. We saw Vampire in. Um, Dallas when we was were one of like my first 16. concerts. Yeah. Yeah. No way. <laughs> so yeah. good. Amazing. It was amazing. That was a great one. And then speaking on just like the artists that you worked with, you know, something that I highlight in my kind of section every episode is any like local acts or anyone from Texas and stuff. And Heartless I'm sure. Bastards. Oh, yes, Heartless Bastards. Bastards. We love I know. Them. We can't wait. That's I think that's season four or five when they yeah. go see them live. So yeah. I'm excited yeah. to get to that. Don't um, be oh, interrupted. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, But yeah, I was just wondering, you know, obviously due to the nature of the show, you just wanted probably to feature um, Texas acts and stuff like that. But did you have some sort of like internal quota of like, I need to, you know, represent Texas or was it just kind of like, it just happened to, they happened to be represented because of the nature of the show. We wanted to make sure they were totally represented. And there were many times when I, um, I remember just, yeah, wanting to find specifically Texas for sure. Yeah. That was a huge part of it. Making That's sure awesome. they were from Texas or making sure they were from Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so fun living here now. I, I was in Nashville for almost eight years and we grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, but I've only visited Austin before. So it's been fun to, you know, see local venues and I'm like, Oh, I think I went there last weekend <laughs> or like I drove past that place. And oh, I love Austin. Super cool. So it's much. so great. So this may be a hard question, but mm. could you possibly name your top three favorite shows or films that you've worked on and and sort of, you know, why and, and what they meant to you? I mean, the ones you mentioned um, are all really up there. I mean, there's so many that are that I love. Um, and and there's there's a couple that are coming out that you that aren't on your radar yet because they haven't been promoted or, you know, they're just not out yet that are really, I'm super stoked on. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I would have to say Friday night lights is never going to not be number one. There's just, there's no way because there's no way (laughs) we love to hear it. Yeah. It means so much. It was my first project. It's um, people have loved it and supported it so much. It's, it's incredible. Um, I just got chills. I just got chills. Um, Yes. Same. I would put leftovers and Watchmen almost into this. Can I have, mm. can I have more than three? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. There's but no rules. To me, leftovers and Watchmen are very similar because the same showrunner, Damon Lindelof, and they both mean so much, even though they're very, very different, obviously. But um, I just, I think Watchmen is just almost perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I, Carly, have you watched Watchmen? Because it is I, so high on my list, and I, I know. still it's one of those that like um, so many people have told me yes. that I specifically would like it. That after a certain point, I'm like, well, now I'm not gonna watch I know. it. I, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I do the same thing. I, yep. <laughs> but I really, it's very high on my list. I have to. Yeah, next. Regina King is my queen. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> incredible, she's incredible. Um, yeah, but you know, for sure. I mean, all the ones that you mentioned are amazing. I mean, Barry's amazing. Like, it's such a genius oh, yeah. show. Yes, I, yes. I, I can't get over how good it is. I wouldn't say the music is um, is huge in it. Like, there yeah, are right, some right. great music choices. And there's some funny things that we're working on right now for season three um, that I am really can't wait to see that they're shooting um, that are going to be really funny. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not a giant music show. So I... Right. So, 
And then um, Outer Banks is so much fun. Yeah, sure. just I'm, crush season two. I'm so happy. It's such a success. I can't even yeah. tell you. I just, I love the, it's those filmmakers are really good friends. In fact, um, Josh Pate lives here in uh, Ketchum, Idaho, in the, this area where I am right mm-hmm. now. So they're my friends up here. Oh, um, let's see what, let's see. Well, producer buddies, that could be us, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah. The the ain't no rest for the wicked uh, for the um, season two trailer was just perfect. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I didn't yeah. do the trailer, but yeah. Right, but you, it's yeah. in the in the vein. It's yeah. Great. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many beautiful. shows. Let's see. Um, Parenthood. We love Parenthood. We um, went through a big debate before launching this podcast on whether or not we wanted to do Parenthood or. Friday Night Lights, and it was a tough call. We love them both so much, but so much. Friday Night Lights, we just felt like um, was going to bring out so much of our shared Texas childhood experience and like our high school stories and things like that. So we're very happy with our decision. But maybe, hey, maybe we'll (laughs) head straight into Parenthood after this. Yeah, Parenthood. Yes. Um, Oh, Lovecraft Country, because um, the reason, one of the reasons I love it so much. It is definitely music wise because the we had great budget and so yeah. I love the juxtaposition between the vintage music and the brand new and using the brand mu- new you know current music in the fifties in Chicago. I thought that was killer. Not yes. my idea at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I just totally supported it. But the thing that got me so excited about Lovecraft that I've never had the opportunity to do in the past is to do the spoken word thing Um, because I in the 90s on KCRW I had a show that featured poetry and spoken word so I have a incredible collection of all that stuff Um, and so I was I, I didn't even know how heavily we would rely on it when I interviewed for that job and then it became a really major thing and I just was thrilled that um, we got to use a lot of spoken word. I just thought that was. Yeah, that is very cool and and super unique. Yeah, I've always loved that aesthetic um, as rare as as it is to see or hear. (laughs) Yes, yes. And and then, you know, I mean, I love my network shows. Like I I loved working on Hawaii Five O for 10 years. I love The Rookie. Um, Mm -hmm. A bunch of my network shows are so fun. And honestly, rewarding because you get into such a rhythm with a network show. Whereas I feel like these days doing a series for Netflix or HBO is like doing a 10 hour film. And so you're, yes, it's, it's non-linear totally. the way you're produ- you're working on it. It's just, you yeah. jump around, you work on episode 10 and then one and two. So I was thinking yeah. about asking you since you, your career has sort of spanned this like heavy period of evolution for TV and streaming. (laughs) And I'm curious from your perspective as to what is different about what it used to be like supervising for like network and cable television. And how is that different when you come into these sort of like, you know, six episode or 10 episode, just like power, passion, singular season Netflix projects? Yeah, it's totally different. Um, Yeah, I get that question. And you know, it's hard to describe the differences of how it was then and how it is now, except it does feel like there's more paperwork, there's more backup required, there's more um, reporting, meaning um, we have to report our costs every week, we have to- It's not the 80s anymore. (laughs) We have to report, yeah, um, to so many different departments that it's just, it, it. and everybody has their own format and their own chart and their own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's just hard to adapt um, yeah. to everybody's different um, things, their own templates, their own rights that they want. Um, yeah. And, and I just feel like, like my hunch um, just in the little bit in my little tiny baby career that I've dabbled in is just that with a lot of these sort of, you know, maybe Outer Banks is a good example of this versus, you know, a long network uh, show that's been on air for years and years and years is that I just wonder if the showrunners and the producers have more 
not only are they likely younger, but have more particular visions. And I just wonder if that dynamic just in general amongst the crew and and who you're working with is and is different and values music differently than they mm. used to. I think so. I don't know. I don't think um, network producers and I don't think they value it any less. At yeah. All. yeah. Yeah. Not at all. It's different. Everybody loves music and it's so important and they, you know, value it. But, um, you know, I just think that the main difference is the pace and the linear, like I said, the linear quality of network where you're, you're just on this, it, it's constant and it, it, it becomes very, um, predictable, which is great. Um, you can get your head around it and you can get in a rhythm and just kind of roll with it. And it becomes a lot easier. Um, I find that doing, uh, you know, a six hour series or a 20 episode series is almost the same amount of work, believe it or not, because of the rhythm and the, um, familiarity you build after that six episodes. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. So was the decision, cause you said, um, you know, Peter Berg kind of did the pilot. Did he choose, do you know if he chose the first season? Okay. The, you know, Devil Town by Bright Eyes that Tony Luca covered, that's such an important song. And I just, I I wanted to know if you had any insight into like, you know, why they decided to have, you know, Tony cover it and all that. So here's what happened on that. Um, The song was actually tempted in by the editor, Peter, Um, Peter, Peter. He's a friend and I just forgot his last name. He's awesome. (laughs) And he tempted in um, the Daniel Johnston version for some reason. And I don't remember why now we couldn't get the rights to the master, but we, you know, were able to get the publishing. Publishing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bright Eyes said no. Can you believe that? (gasps) No, Connor Overs is one of my heroes. I can't believe he said no. He's dead to me now. (laughs) This is another thing that's changed a lot over the years. I remember back in the day, a lot of artists thought that licensing their music was um, selling out or bad. And yeah. that has completely changed. People, yes, totally. people love it. And wrong. Yes. And wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to mention they've grown up and now they have kids and they right. make yeah, I'll take a, a residual check. house and they yeah. need money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so at that time, I believe Connor Obers, I, I doubt he would do it now. <laughs> believe me. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But I mean, at the time, perhaps he um, just thought, oh, it's selling out or something like that. Anyway, yeah. everyone was devastated. Yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> well, Monica, you should tell Liza what we're doing. So, well, first of all, I love the Tony version and we we close out our show every episode with it. Um, but Carly and I did a cover of Devil Town that we're going to release on our like one year anniversary. So on the 27th. So, so we'll, just um, in the next I couple of weeks, yeah, I we'll send it over. It was such a fun project. And, yeah. yeah. And Monica is a real deal uh, music <laughs> producer and singer. Um, I dabble. And then my she did little correct. brother is our sound engineer for this podcast. And so we just all collaborated on little um, fan project on this cover that we're, yeah, we're so excited about. Oh, yeah. Send it to me. And I, yeah, I want to catch up on your films and your music for sure. Yeah. That'd be yes, awesome. please. Yeah. 100%. I would love to. I'm not done with this. This story. Oh, yes, Please. yes, yeah. Okay, Keep right, it going. Right, right. But, <laughs> Let's go. This, this, this is, to me, this is nerd, nerd stuff that I love, love talking about. We love nerd I'm, stuff. I think it's we kind don't. of probably really boring. But what happened <laughs> was the publisher, so I went to the publisher. I said, oh, my God, Connor Ober said no. <laughs> and, I, and I said to the publisher, Pam, I said, what should I do? We, I mean, let's... Um, can we still cover it? And she said, yeah, sure. And here's some artists that we love. And she suggested, this is like, nowadays I would, that wouldn't even be a thing at the time, you know, I was learning. Yeah. <laughs> and so she suggested a bunch of artists and Tony Luca was one of them. Okay. And so I brought the artists to my team and, you know, Jason Cadence and probably Pete. And I said, okay, how about these different guys and they picked Tony Luca and um he texted me just the other day by the way like really? oh, you know, yeah 
No and, way. You know, he went on to do The Voice, I think, after that. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it turned wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. Tony Luca or Peter Berg? Sorry. Tony Luca. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, I would like to see that. I know. Peter Berg right. won The Voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hilarious. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, so it was just a matter of we've got to fix this type of thing, which yeah. is now the story of my life. And that's <laughs> all I do. And it's not even, I don't even sweat it. I just fix stuff. But at the time we were, you know, in the beginning of learning how to do this, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then yeah. you, yeah. you it, it worked out. It worked yeah. out. It's a, it's a great cover. It's I mean, I, I really like it. So it is, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Oh, well, I love hearing that. That's so cool. I know. I love nerd stuff, how stuff happens. I, even We do too. I mean, that's pretty much what we do. We're glad that we have some people who are willing to listen to it because exactly. Monica and I nerd out on uh, the deep film and deep music of every episode. I mean, our yes. podcast episodes are longer than the Friday Night Lights episode. So. <laughs> exactly. I was talking about it as longer than the episode itself. Yeah, I do I love to do a Watchmen podcast and Ooh. it was for a class and the whole class, and I, I forget, it was a great in, um, liberal arts college. I forget the name of it, but they did a whole class on Watchmen. Wow, that and is the amazing. The end of the class was to produce this podcast. Monica, we, get, we so went to college cool. too early. They're teaching know, TV they're now. Cool we got to go back. Now. I know, right. me too. Thanks. What was I doing in biochemistry? <laughs> <laughs> what was Thanks. I doing in Italian cinema? No, aren't you glad <laughs> Things. Oh, Cinema Paradiso. Uh, one of my favorite yeah. movies. Oh my gosh. Ever. Amazing. Oh, totally. All time faves. Ooh, but that, okay. Bef- as we're wrapping up. Yeah, like final just, fun yeah, questions. Yeah, a couple quick questions. What's your favorite, not necessarily that you've worked on, but favorite yeah, just, movie, like, and the, the music supervision in it? Um, I have an answer. All time. Yes. I have oh, an answer. Let's, let's go. Because I think about, I, you know, I think about music supervision envy. Um, and I don't get that much of an opportunity to watch that much other stuff, even though I wish I could, and I wouldn't totally. like to, but you know what film I'm in love with? Speaking of Italian, did you guys ever see the great beauty? It won the Oscar, um, no. for best foreign film. I would say 10 Wait, years that's ago. not the, that's okay. not the one about the dad and his son that get sent to the same. Oh, I'm thinking life, That's is, life beautiful. is beautiful. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. It's, it's a very artsy film that mm-hmm. is kind of abstract in a way. I don't even really remember what it's about, but it's, um, I just loved the music and how eclectic it was. Yeah. They had, mm-hmm. you know, I love eclectic. Like when people really are bold with the music choices, um, oh. and just push it, like, there's just insane classical. There's insane house dance music, club scenes. Awesome. Over the nice. top. Uh, What's the name of it one more time? The Great Beauty. Great. Okay. We'll, we'll look it, check it out. out. Oh, please yeah. watch it. I'd oh, say, I would love to. It's my, if, yeah, I want to do a, a, either a radio show or a podcast where you, it's called, maybe you guys can do this for me. Um, sure. Happily. <laughs> Done. Called, I think you guys might want to be one of the hosts. It, it, it's called um, Fantasy Soundtrack. Ooh. And you can Amazing. either, it would be, you know, you could either take a film that you admired and do your own version of it, or you could come up with a story and sort of music supervise your fantasy film. Which is that like writing so a film, fun. right? <laughs> I mean, it sounds amazing. And done, I'm sure. Or yeah, or you could just take um, any any idea or concept and just like run with it. But as long as there's yeah. a narrative, you know? Yes. Oh, be fun. I love that. That'd be amazing. I love that. Okay, so I know you've got a hard stop, but just to sort of wrap up, I think one of our um, last questions is just what is one of your favorite moments and songs from Friday Night Lights? Or whether it's just like a story or an and a memory that you have from working on the show or a particular moment in the show that is really special to you? Okay. Um, so many. Sure. <laughs> Let's, um, okay, wait, wait. I thought of one and then of course I can't remember the name of the artist. Um, it was a cover, but wait, let me just think of a really good answer. Um, um, you, you know what? 
right. I'm going to go for this one. Um, the Iron and Wine. Uh, Dead Man's Will. The, the Dead Man's Will. Riggins Brothers, The Fight. Yes. Uh, the Frozen Peas. Yes. yes. That just felt feels like classic Friday Night Lights, you know, where you have this intense emotion and a quiet song. I, I yeah. That way that it kind of went a little bit against picture. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's so beautiful and such a beautiful yeah. song. No, I know what you mean. Oh. And it take it takes and we talk about this in the writing and the character development as well, but it just it takes these simplistic, really familiar humanistic moments and redefines them in these super complex ways, whether it's mm-hmm. through the writing or through the music. And it, you know, it takes like a fight between brothers, mm-hmm. but then adds these like deep, deep levels of dimension. Um, and a lot of that is the music as well. And I think that's why people are just so endlessly compelled to the show. Yeah. I'm so, it just makes me happy that people study it or that, <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Well, we are. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to listen to, to your whole podcast on your Yes, own. please do. Yes, please yeah. do. Um, and there, there's a lot. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but there is a lot. There's like a whole second story that does go into our <laughs> podcast just to give you a little context so you're not alarmed when you start listening. Okay. But um, when I was in high school, I had Ewing sarcoma, which is a bone cancer. And so Monica and I sort of you know, we fought that together. Wow. One of the reasons we chose this show is, you know, all the parallels between, you know, having a chronic injury or a chronic, you know, sickness in high school in a small Texas bubble or whatever. Um, and then that was, you know, over 10 years ago. And then Monica and I launched last year um, in August. And then unfortunately, after 10 years of remission, I relapsed in November of 2020, which was uh, not awesome. But we have been podcasting through that and making this that a part of this show and dealing with grief mm-hmm. and trauma and sort of telling the story of what it's like to be a young adult with cancer and sort of sharing that and all the parallels with it was in my spine and all the parallels with Jason's spinal cord oh. rehabilitation. And it just got a little I, like I'm simulation. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but we've had a really, really special journey getting here um that has been very difficult at some times but um we're just really thrilled to be able to share that story and this perspective and monica's in my journey as as friends and as cancer warriors but also what the show friday night lights has brought out of us and and how it's brought us together over this has been really special so i just wanted you to know that going into listening um that there's just there's a lot packed in there that i think you'll you'll really enjoy to hear the impact of the show on us yeah you guys oh my god that's incredible and i'm i like i said i just got chills and i i can't wait to hear your story and share it with jason kadams and please do we're trying to get (laughs) him on the show endlessly (laughs) endlessly yeah that's incredible thank you it's been really really special for for monica and i yes we get to you know we haven't lived in the same city since high school so we get to at least virtually talk and see each other for two hours a week so it's yeah. like i yeah. feel like i've seen you it's not I, someone was like when's the last time you seen carly and i was like i guess christmas but like i see her but every like, week yeah <laughs> but like yeah i see her here it's <laughs> not so bad you know no, yeah. it's been exactly. it sucks not the worst all day back to back that sucks but yeah. yes but like to to i feel i feel like i can be myself i feel like i can connect with i do people. too it's yeah. weird yeah. i know <laughs> like we've it's weird <laughs> Uh, well, Liza, thank you so much for your time. This yes. was awesome and so insightful. Uh, please follow up, and I will. Yeah. And I I can't wait to hear your story. I can't yeah. wait to hear the whole thing, and mm. I want to hear your music and about Absolutely. your projects. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have anything that you would like to share or plug for our listeners that you want yeah. them to check out or just anything you're obsessed with right now? Okay, <laughs> one thing I want to say. Um, just speaking of Friday Night Lights. Just finished a show with Jason Kadams. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. And you know how when people say, um, like, oh, have you seen Friday Night Lights? And they'll say, oh, it's about football, right? Uh, yeah, I don't really like football. But, uh, yeah. Right, right? Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. you know that? Okay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is the exact same situation, and it's with autistic 
um, young adults. And so you would think, oh, yeah, doesn't sound like, I mean, maybe somebody would think that doesn't sound like material they'd be in. But the truth is, it's the same exact thing. It's a human story that you, you relate to those kids like they are me. Though yeah. each one of those kids feel the emotions that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, it is the most beautiful show. It's called Forget Normal. It's coming soon. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, on Amazon that. Prime. And just just remind yourself that it's the same thing as that, that football thing. Yes. I, right. It's know. so much more than football. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's so much more than autistic kids. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. so good, you guys. I just was so excited for jason awesome so i love cool. that plug forget normal yeah it's on prime project with pete berg too it's called painkillers <sighs> and it's from the narcos team oh god god oh, yeah. you forgot to talk about narcos which is also oh, the one uh, we'll, we'll just have you back yeah we'll have you back on <laughs> but i mean i love music in spanish it's like my passion yeah. But anyway, oh, cool. um, so yeah, I'm starting a, a a project with Pete called Painkillers, and it's about the opioid crisis. Oh wow, wow. important. Yeah. Yes, relevant. Quite important. Awesome. Just, well, just those are all... the Friday Night Lights themes. Pete, yeah, right. Yeah. I love it. No, those, I love that. I'm definitely gonna check those out, and y'all should check them out too, listeners. Absolutely. Oh, one more thing to plug. Sorry. Yes. No, I'll please. You guys go. Never apologize. Uh, yeah. um, my my Spotify profile. I do keep a collection of of Ooh. fun music, you know, playlists, oh. and it's just Liza Richardson profile. And then under okay. that, I have different shows like Watchmen or Outer Banks or whatever. And then I have um, my main fun playlists. Ooh, yes. I'm gonna follow that because I'm the worst Good. at like music hunting. So <laughs> I will be following I update you. I all the time. So that's it. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. Well, it. thank you so much for your time and being yeah. so generous and kind and wonderful. Thank yes, you. This is awesome. Yeah. I so of course. Yes. Yeah, we'll yes. be in touch. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much. See ya. Thanks. Bye. That one felt good. I think that felt the best so far.